the Lord raised a warning that whoever has been created and is alive today, they will live on. Their existence is forever. As long as the Lord has created you and you've lived here, you have used, you know, I didn't say I've lived forever because now that has to do with life. Only one group goes for life, another group goes for another kind of existence. Judgment, punishment, death, eternal death. But I said that when he said sleep, the Lord warned. He was essentially warning that be very careful after this life, you, there is accountability in front of you. You must now appear before the Lord and account. So it doesn't matter whether you say, no, I don't want to receive Christ, I don't want to believe. But everybody, if you read that Daniel chapter 12, verse 3 says, My, all of them will wake up. All. And I wanted to wait until I come to when I'm summarizing this so I can handle again the resurrection, the foundation that the Lord is raising to this church. Raising the church say, no, you should not worry. You should not live like those who have no hope. Why? Because you have resurrection of Jesus right in front of you like this. And he says, the resurrection of Jesus commands all people to be resurrected. Commands. Okay, th thank you, thank you, but listen first to this. Commands all people to be resurrected. Then number two, the resurrection of Jesus commands that those who are faithful, born again and holy, to be resurrected and rewarded. And then number three, the resurrection of Jesus commands that those who have been rebellious, when they are resurrected, to be taken into judgment, punishment. So this is very serious. Or the Lord was speaking to that church in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter, 30, uh, chapter 4, or the verses 13 and 14. Our lead scripture tonight. Verse 16, he says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Again, there you go, priority, preference, to those who have fallen asleep earlier, before the rapture. And then he says there now, that the event is so important that the Lord does not send an archangel say, can you go down there and bring me those people? Yeah, just get there, bring them, get them quickly. I think it's their time to come now. Not at all. That your salvation is not a matter of you, you, you and yours. Your salvation belongs to the Lord. That the way you execute your life here on the earth with your salvation has severe consequence in terms of the events in heaven. Because you saw last time from Revelation 19, the tremendous historic celebration when the wedding feast is going to happen, the church is now inside. And he's saying that be very careful. It's so important to Jesus that he himself steps out to come and bring you. Like I said, he could have sent somebody. Can you go down there, find for me the following people and bring them? Not at all. And I want you to understand that the example I gave is that when you are expecting a guest, and then the guest, that guest when they come, they find you standing out there waiting for them. And it's, oh, stopping the vehicle and now opening the door for them. That, that is great honor. That is someone you honor. 
But you could also be in a house and say, send people to receive and bring to you. Those are two different events, I said. And so you see very clearly the Lord saying he honors you. Why? Because the entire of what he went through was for that. That the fruit of the cross come and enter heaven. That then the devil may never win. That sin may never win. Are we together? So the Lord himself will come down. Remember I have seen the rapture of the church quite a few times. Because that's the main theme as at now. The center theme of this mission that the Lord has put us on. To come and prepare you people for the Messiah. After that we have another mission with Israel. I've seen myself doing other things there. In the world also. Very tremendous. That's judgment. Throughout judgment. Earthquakes and everything. But you know that very well because you've seen my prophecies, right? Nobody's a child right now. And so, this is very serious. Very, very serious right now. Because the Lord is saying, He Himself, for the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Now look at that now. He's saying, in the sky and then with the golden crown and then they showed me the nail pierced hand and took the same hand and prepared the crown the golden sash around his chest the red drop running diagonally down like this that you see in Revelation 19.13 so, uh, and then he walks across the sky and every footprint in the sky remains glory, glory so I could see everywhere as he was walking I could see from everywhere where he started walking Everywhere he was stepping, glory, glory, footprint of glory. And so, when he's saying here that he's coming with trumpet call, voice announcement, and all this, he's simply saying, Remember, I showed you the nail pierce that you may go tell them, Please, 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 make sure you are born again properly with the first Calvary. There is no second Calvary. When he's coming, he is now coming as a triumphant king with pomp and circumstance, with the announcement, with the voice of the archangel, the throne announcements, with the trumpet of a king, a victorious king. So if there's anybody, look at this now. For me in that vision, it is this now. He's showing me the nail pierce and on the other side, then showing another nail pierce. Let's, let's tell, look at this now. He's essentially saying that I have looked at the church. I have examined the church globally for some time now. But I have seen that what they are doing is not right. I have found out that the church of Christ is behaving as though the first Calvary was not sufficient. That they receive Christ and sit in church and you have this pregnancy going on in church with the abortions in the church. Pastors are throwing away their wives, getting another girl, preaching money, whatever, and lying to people, false prophets, and everything. They are behaving as though the first blood at Calvary, first Calvary, the cross, is not sufficient, was not sufficient enough in power to deliver them. That is absolutely serious, right? So in other words, this coming with pomp and color underscores the same. That look, even if I look at the church from heaven, the Lord says the Lord, and I see that she's behaving as though she's looking for a second Calvary, a second deliverance. The first one is not enough for her. But 
I am not able, run and tell them that, uh, look, I have scars right now. I'm not able to go back. Even if I love them so much, I would want to do it again. But I'm not going to be accepted. Why? Because of God's exacting law on the exacting perfect sacrifice of God that is able to take away the sin of man. That that exacting law of God requires that the perfect sacrifice of God must be without defect, without scar, without blemish. And yet now, because of the first Calvary, I have scars all over. So go tell them, even if they wanted me to die for them a second time, they're claiming the first Calvary is not enough. Then sin, the women are walking almost nude like that. The, 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 the men are doing that. The youth are doing what they're doing in the church. The pastors are doing what they're doing. Even if they're in that condition, I have watched them in that state. Go tell them about these scars. That this time around, God the Father cannot accept me to die for them again. Because now I have defect. There is the perfect love, the perfect sacrifice of God that taketh away the sin of man. Right? So, and coming with pomp and color, circumstance, trumpet, and a voice announcement tells you that he is not coming back to Calvary. Those are the messages that should hit you. Say, so no, let us just be born again properly with this first Calvary. Let us not fool around with sin and say, oh, you see, but apostasy is everywhere. Why are you so worried? Not at all. Not at all. Tighten your bells on salvation. Make sure you are stringent. Make sure you are strict. Let it not depend on your husband, wife, or brother, or sister, or friend. Not at all. Because you stand before the Lord alone. Are we together? So as we begin this tonight, blessed people, let me just finish up with the rundown of the read. So you see so much that hits you right there. He's coming as a victorious king. He's not coming to argue with the Pharisees, uh, to the, the byways and the highways and preach the gospel, evangelize to you, convince you. Not at all. He's coming as a triumphant king to take the church. The job was done. So it is up to you to find out why you are not born again properly. And repentance, the door is still open. You can literally ponga to, to rodeos in Faneol. You can really, literally put your knees down and receive Jesus and just surrender to him right there. And you still enter heaven. But there is no behaving as though the first Calvary is not sufficient. I read for you the book of Hebrews chapter 6, 4 to 6. In that Hebrews chapter 6, 4 to 6, you say, It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, those who have shared in the heavenly gift, received the Holy Spirit, those who have seen the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age, those are powerful credentials of the church. He's saying if they fall away, it is impossible to be brought back to repentance. That is serious. Meaning, salvation is a one-way traffic. You cannot even teach salvation as if it's a two-way that if you fall, you can always turn about, go back first of all in the world, and then come back. Not at all. He's saying, as impossible in Spanish. It is impossible. No as possible in Spanish. It is not possible to be brought... The, the Bible, my Bible, your Bible, saying, it is not possible to be brought back to repentance. My Bible and your Bible. So that thing will take place. It will be impossible. So, we need to make sure that we bring the right expectation to people when they receive Christ. 
that the Bible says like that. And he says, because to their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. Look at this now. That is amazing. He's saying that when a born-again Christian goes back to rampaging in sin, then Jesus feels the nail pierce again. Bang, bang, bang. Oh, yeah. We want Barabbas. We want Barabbas. He hears all that pain. There is a day when real people are going to leave the earth and go into heaven. Real people that you know. You know their names, you know their faces. They are going to disappear from the earth. And you have to be very careful. Because in here he's mentioning two groups. He's mentioning those who have died earlier before the rapture. They, they slept when they are holy. But look at this now. He's also saying that there's another group which constitutes a whole generation that will be exonerated from death. A whole generation that will not taste death. They will not provide muerte. They will not taste death at all. An entire generation that will not see death. They will not experience the cruelty of death, the pain of death, the, 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 the terrors of death. They will simply be snatched. And so, that is very serious, what the Lord is raising there. That is a very bold move by the Lord to step forward and tell the world that there is a day when people, those of you sitting here, some of you, I think most of you probably, will be snatched away, leave the earth, and fly, fly over, and, 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 and fly over the clouds. And meet the Lord in the air, and go to some mansions up there. That is serious. That day will happen. You heard me on radio today that the Lord took me yesterday into heaven. So that will take place. If you did not think it will take place, please now start believing. Why? Because biblical prophecy must be fulfilled. Because I'm saying there are prophecies in the Bible that you could have said the same about. You could have said, oh, but this is impossible. How can God come and be born in a virgin birth and what, 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 deliver people? How can he defeat death? No. It had to be fulfilled. Even this one will be fulfilled. So you rather prepare. Oh yes. Even this one will be fulfilled. Hallelujah. So these are not matters of joke. These are eternity. It is eternity of nations being determined here. You are eternity being determined here. And that's why there is this tremendous gravity on it. Right? And so, as we move on, blessed people, so that is the scripture. Then he says, wherefore, comfort, again, everybody on me, don't worry about those coming in. So he's saying, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. In other words, therefore, comfort one another, encourage, the other version says, encourage each other with these words. He said, the prophecy of the rapture of the church should be the centerpiece of encouragement in the church. Or comfort. Whichever version you read, King James says, wherefore comfort one another with these words. So he's saying that when he says, therefore comfort one another with these words, he's laying forth the following before you. He's saying for those that will choose to walk this way, preparing for the coming of the Messiah, there is persecution on the way. That's number one. Those that will choose to be holy, that they want to pursue inheritance in the kingdom of God, persecution is waiting for you. You just prepare. You are going to be persecuted, he says. 
And he says, in the midst of persecution, when you remember that the Lord will give you a glorious body, that the Lord will take you to heaven, that should comfort you to stay put, not renounce Jesus. Did you understand? And so he's saying that this should be your focal point as a Christian. And essentially, this is a departure. This is now delinking you from citizenship on the earth to citizenship in heaven. That's what the Lord is saying. And if that be the case, then you see, let me give the example. Let me just give you an example. I know today we have, do not have the Americans here. We have Finnish people here. We have uh, Dutch. We have uh, Brazilian. We have German here. Now, you can, you can say Kenya. Let's say another place. If you go to another country, normally you will hear people, or you're in a conference. If you're in a big conference in another country, you will hear people say, no, those are Americans. Those are Americans. Because they are, they are known, that's the, you see the way they talk, their language and their culture and everything, their dressing. Oh, those are Germans. No, no, those are Germans. Those are, those are obviously Germans. Those are Finnish people. In other words, you can see their civilization. So, he's saying, if at all your citizenship at the point at which you receive Christ has now been transferred into heaven, then he's saying, you, should, you two should be beaming that culture on this earth. That when people look at it, say, those are Christians. Those are, those are citizens of heaven. That's what he's calling you to do. That now you should bring the superiority of that civilization and beam it into this inferior civilization where there's wickedness, that people may be amalgamated, absorbed. But instead, what do you find? That the church went out without the Holy Spirit and then the world converted her into the world. That's why the dressings of the world are in the church. At the same time, if you go to the church, the talkings of the world are there. The, the culture of the world is in the church. The, the youth church, they teach dating. How do you approach a girl? How do you go on your first date? Until the secular media put it on news said, is it right for the church to be teaching this? So, this is serious. So, if you are citizens of the kingdom of heaven, the superior kingdom, where there is a royal monarchy that is very powerful, reigning, ruling the whole earth, created, then you should be beaming that out here. Okay? That more people are converted. Are we still together? So, this is the scripture, uh, the lead scripture we've been handling of the rapture of the church. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 all the way to verse 18, ending with encourage one another with these words. So now, with this scripture, as I've read the scripture, there are many things that must have struck you already, right? First of all, again, like I said, the imminence of that return, you really want to know. Because you are saying that there is a change, there is a transformation going to take place. Are we together? Okay, let's focus on this now. For example, he says that for you to go into that kingdom... Okay, let's give the example of the servants of God that go before the Lord. If you check right now, they're going to put it right there in front of your screen. The two of them in Kisumu. Look at that. That go before the Lord. Look at what you ought to look like. If somebody ever tells you, I have met the Lord. The Lord took me to heaven. This is, they cannot look less than that. Okay, I know you're clapping, but allow me also to say the point. So, there is a transformation. And not only that, Isaiah cried. He said, oh, I cannot survive before the Lord. You cannot survive before the holy presence of Yahweh. 
When you hear me say, the Lord Yahweh, my friend, my friend, you cannot even say that. He is not a joke. The Lord, he is not a joke. So these are not your friends. These are not your familiarities, acquaintances. Not at all. Are we together? But you can see, there is a transformation that requires you to be in a certain form. Not even that, just contact with the Lord himself. Look at that. For us, a bit different. It's a bit different because one of us has died already. That's a little bit different. Remember when I described death and then the Lord, you know, transformed and then the other side came out in a glorious body and the Holy Spirit laughed at the throne of God. I know there are new people here. I don't worry about that. I know they'll pick up, right? Hallelujah. Oh yeah, this is very serious. So there is a transformation. How about in Kakamega, the transfiguration? And I hope Eugene is learning where to pick them from also. So, can you answer me? So there is transfiguration also. When you hear that they went, he went up with them to the mountain, and up there, the Lord was transfigured. And then, look now, and then they saw two of them sent by the Father from heaven to come meet the Messiah, who are also transfigured. Now you understand. You understand what the Lord is saying here. He's simply trying to introduce the messengers to you. The Lord is simply saying that, look, only the Lord is transfigured. The Lord himself. And only two others. And that's why he's now saying, look, those two who are transfigured, they are biblical stripes. Now they are here. The message is very clear. He's using that to identify. Hallelujah. Oh, okay, you can clap, yes, but it's very severe to have us on the earth. As you can see, the judgments we have unleashed. The hundreds of dead bodies. In Helsinki are the healing service over there. In the middle of Helsinki are the healing service. And I gave the prophecy. I said, I see, I'm going to the meeting and the Lord is going to transfigure me. But he will leave the head so people can identify who I am. Don't worry about that. He will leave the head so people can identify who exactly I am. Hallelujah. So there is, when you read the scripture on the rapture of the church, the scripture we just read, there is a transformation that hits you there. Number one, you want to know when. Focus on me again. Because you are being told that, look, you are going to get a new body, an eternal body. You are being told that. But if you contextualize that promise with what you are going through here, then you say, I want it now then. I'm tired of this arthritis. I'm tired of fibroids, breathing disease. I'm tired of cancers, kidney failure, dialysis. I'm tired of this leukemia all the time in the blood. Eh? And chemotherapy and everything. When should that? Well, I want that. When is it? Then you are told the imminency of his return. That it will come at an hour you don't expect. So please prepare. So that should instruct your life. That's what we saw, right? And then number two, another thing that hits you when, when you read that scripture, the lead scripture we've read, about the rapture of the church, that rolls out the cascade of the church, the unveiling of that day. Then you also find the following. You also find that there is a rescue, which you talked about yesterday. That the church is being rescued. And then I said, but what is the gravity of that then? The ones evangelizing Christ, the ones taking people from the fire, are the ones taken away again? Wow, then woe to the earth. How will the earth look like? 
That, that is the first, another thing that hits you, right? Number three, I want to hand another thing that hits you right away. When uh, you read this scripture, quite, quite a few things, I'll just go step by step first of all. One of them is uh, the snatching. Yesterday I read for you Revelation chapter 13 that he has, he has to, even if you're evangelizing, he has to remove you. Even if you're the ones removing them from the fire, but say, no, 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 out, out, yes, we throw you now. Time is over, let's go. At least you get injured there. So, another thing that hits you is that the Antichrist is coming. That must hit you, should hit you. Hallelujah. So I want us to go through it, but it's quite a long journey. Hallelujah. So I want us to go through it, but it's quite a long journey. Just see how far we can. It's home. Don't look down. Just look at me. This is home. I've welcomed you. My daughter over there sitting at the back there. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I've welcomed you home. You can see how we are serious here on the matters of eternity. No, no, no. It's very serious because we want everybody to enter the kingdom of God. Yes. Those issues of money aside first. Just aside. Yes, let people enter. When it's so glorious like this and cripples are walking, then let's, let everybody just enter first. And then you can sort yourself. The Lord will bless you on the way as you go. Right? Hallelujah. And I welcome you in the name of Jesus. You see creepers are walking. You see them. And I give the prophecy. I've seen, I've seen the girl. There's a girl going to walk. There's a girl going to walk. I saw the glory of the Lord depart from me and touch and she stood up and walked. Then she crossed like this. And she looked at me with her eyes as she was going. So you want to know. Normally when the Lord does that meaning she may have been also blind. The eyes also open. And then uh, this, this, uh, this past night when he gave me the leaves of glory, God Almighty, then now the healings began to break out when we are right back. Now, th this is the right ear. The right ear. The, he's going to do like this. He will be doing... I don't know if it's a boy. I think it's a... Uh, the, uh, let me see if it's a boy or a girl. Uh, yes. And, and then he or she does like this. This is the right ear the right ear, but I think both will open, but the right ear is going to open first. Hallelujah. Very serious time. So can we look at now this, we don't have much time because it's already 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock. Hallelujah. So one of the first things that should also hit you right away is that the reason there is an evacuation is because the Antichrist is coming. Are we together? So let's try to go through that, how it should hit you and what that should underscore to you or instruct you. So, th that is serious. That is very, very serious. That the scripture I read about the Lord coming to snatch the church, that it is in other words telling you that the reason there is a snatching away is because the Antichrist is coming. Aye, aye, aye. That is terrible. But why does that have to happen? Why does that? Don't worry about those going up the stairs. Why does that have to happen? Because those who were here earlier, you saw that there is a prophetic timeline of God, a zero countdown, to the eternal kingdom of God. And you saw that we already looked at it, 
and I, I told, I fast forwarded you people, and I said, this conflict between righteousness and sin, between the Lord and the devil, how does it end? Can we check the news before it breaks? Then we found at the end that the glorious kingdom of God must win. Will be established. That finally the eternal kingdom of God will be established. Finally. And when that kingdom is established, all the other kingdoms will be brought down. The USA, the Russia, what? Everything will be brought down. Only the kingdom of God Almighty will remain standing. That, that we saw, right? That, that we saw. Then we said, okay. Then the instruction from there is that therefore let's join the winning team. Therefore it's profitable to be born again and be on the Lord's side. Because however difficult it was, maybe your husband is going to fight you because you're born again, or your children are going to give you mutiny because you're born again, whatever the case, or you are going to be fired from your job place because they don't want you to dress holy, or whatever. Whatever the conditions you have gone through, he's saying, then let us just persevere because at the end we win. Hallelujah. So, so we understood that, why I fast forwarded, right? And now, the snatching away, the snatching away is very serious. Because you can see, like, whoop, the way an ego snatches a cheek, whoop, and off, gone with it. That, that's how he's taking you, as in removing you from danger, from a war theater. But let's look at the war theaters before we start. Let's look at, for example, Haiti, when I went and warned them about the earthquake that is coming. Let us see the type of earthquake that he became. That is Puerto Plata. You can also go to Ciudad Santiago. And then that is Ciudad Santiago. And then you go to Ciudad Higüe. This is now Higüe. And went all over warning them, a very massive earthquake is coming. Repent. And then after that was fulfilled. But look at the fulfillment. And I told them, I see you running, but you have nowhere to run to. Nobody can escape the wrath of God. Look at that. Look at that. Okay, look, can we go into the earthquake now? The, the, because of time, I want to show the earthquakes too. When people are stuck in buildings now, they are beating their hand. Mommy, don't leave me. They are stuck. Sometimes the slab, one floor has crushed your hip down plus the legs, but the chest upward is still awake. And you are telling mommy, and your mother is sitting there crying for some caterpillar to come and call pull, lift you up. Lift up the floor. So do you understand when I'm saying the Lord is saying he wants to remove me from a world theater, from a disaster zone, from a world theater? Look at the dead bodies. Look at the dead bodies. Poured in the garbage, in the deeper, deeper lorry, turning back and pouring into the garbage. Dead bodies. They threw dead bodies into dustbins. The words of my tongue. So for you, there is no better people that can understand when I say the Lord wants to remove you from a world theater, from a disaster zone. And then, look at that. And then now, we can also go to the... Uh, you, you, saw, you saw that scripture there, that's Jeremiah. I put it for them, say, and the Lord did this to fulfill, to fulfill the words spoken by his servants. He did that to fulfill my words. Let us go now to Chile. Ocho punto ocho, which is 8.8 .8 Espanol, which tilted the entire earth and shortened time eternally on the earth. Okay, another place, another city, warning them, warning them. This is Obispo Cabrera. This is the National Council. This is the directors of the Council of Bishops. I met with them. And you know when I was telling them that this night, the Lord showed me the angel 
the angel of judgment that was in Egypt. And I saw that angel here. So they were like, what is this? Because you know, the New Testament church is not, has not met the prophets of Yahweh. So they don't even know how the Lord speaks. And I was saying that, look, I was doing that, that I see the ocean vomit. I see the ocean vomit. You see, I do that. I see. And I was live on TV, Global TV, which is TV and Television Nacional de Chile. So nobody can say they did not. Creepers walked blind. So I see the ocean vomit. Yeah, I see. I said I see the ocean vomit. The topest leadership of the church. I was there. The ones I was convincing. I was uh, pleading with to bring the country to repentance. And then when my words were fulfilled, look at what happened. That's on TV. TV and when my words were fulfilled, we don't have time. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at those words. Look at the shaking of those words. Look at that. Look, look, just look at that. Look at that. And you know, Chile built the strongest in the whole world. Look at that. And when I went down to Concepcion, Chile, that's about like six hours away from Santiago de Chile. You have to come from Santiago. We pass, I think we passed through either Valparaiso, we passed through, uh, uh, not Via del Mar, but just six hours away. To, and there, the Lord healed people. I arrived there and warned them. The Lord healed people so they knew who had come there. Then I entered a vehicle again, night travel, back. This is Concepcion. And when the news came, when I, you, if you hear me, you hear me when I arrived in Concepcion. That's six hours journey, six hours. When I arrived, you hear me say, Concepcion, 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 God is calling Concepcion, 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 Chile. But look at this now. When it was fulfilled, every news item globally, can you put it so we can hear Concepcion, the way they are saying in all the news agenda, news items, put all the news. Asking everybody in Concepcion to begin to repent. 8.8 quake, very strong. Concepcion. A massive earthquake has struck Chile. Concepcion. Concepcion. Everybody called Concepcion my words. Concepcion, Chile's second. Every news agency from Australia to where they took my words and they said Concepcion, Concepcion. 90 kilometers from the city of Concepcion in Chile. Everybody said Concepcion, Concepcion. Hit the country early this morning. The death toll from the earthquake now stands at nearly 80, and it is expected to rise. It was centered off the coast near the city of Concepcion, about 200... Everybody had to announce by words. BBC, CNN, ABC, what? Australian News, everybody. Concepcion. Does that sound like a joke? Was that man calling Concepcion? And so when I tell you that he's coming to remove the church from disaster zone, even the principles that are involved in bringing that disaster, executing it, are here. These are not your friends. These are not your friends. Not at all. And then when I say the ocean, I was telling the National Council, look, that vomiting. Now look. I was telling the ocean, look at how the ocean vomited. Let's show, let's show now. People are running. People are running now. And then you'll see what the ocean did. It's taking too long. They took the big ships you cannot carry and they put on the hill. They put in the main street of the city. My Lord. And it's not possible to carry these ships. You have to come and cut them piece by piece. Nobody can pull them. They, 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 my words, my tongue. Can you give this man some water drink here? So he doesn't sleep here. Then take water. 
So you don't doze here. So listen to me. Yeah, otherwise I put you in the back seat. So listen to me now. This is serious. The sheep, no, a sheep is a very heavy thing. And pushed to, to, to look now to the center of the city. Look, I, look everybody here. I said the, the ocean is going to vomit. Vomited. Ocean of vomitar. Even the fish, even the, there is a heap, there is a heap, I don't know where Randy put it, I'm the one who built this fulfillment, there was a heap, you see this, vomited all these things, the snakes into the city, there is a heap up to one meter of fish that vomited, were vomited into the streets and they died there, octopuses, tortoises, everything, fishes and snakes died inside the streets there, look, look, look at the mountain, look, look at, look, go back, look at the main streets, look, look there on the mountain, Vomited a heavy ship to the hill and brought some near the apartment, my Lord. Because they refused to repent. Yes. I now brought those things to them. That is serious. And so when you hear the Lord saying that come and remove them from disaster zone, it's really disaster zone. Are we together? And so, but today I want us to begin some two very important aspects here. That uh, when you read that scripture, what strikes you right away is that there is a reason the church is being snatched away. And Jesus himself, he anchored his message regarding that time strictly based on that key prophecy of Daniel chapter 9, verses 24-27, when he said, the abomination of desolation, the three and a half years, the final three and a half years. The Lord Jesus himself. But if you read other scriptures, that is the highlight all the time. A time, times, and half time, three and a half years. Be careful with that time. 1,260 days. Be careful, be careful. The reason the church is being taken out, I read yesterday here, right? But that time, what, what, is the, what hits you then? Meaning the Antichrist is coming, right? So that's why I'm saying that's the first thing that should hit you. Can we run through the following then? Hallelujah. That when you read about the rapture, then the Antichrist is coming is what comes through. I know very well that there is coffee and cake we are prepared for you, right? We always endeavor to make you feed at the Lord's table that you may take blessings home, right? We want all of you to take blessings home, right? Yeah, but just allow me squeeze this in because I don't have much time, right? Just allow me first of all squeeze this. So first of all, before we go anywhere, and you hear the Antichrist is coming. I mean, you hear that we are snatching the church away because they will be injured. You will harm them. The Antichrist is coming. The Antichrist, even Jesus himself talked about him. We know that Jesus is the most prominent figure that ever walked the earth. I think we all agree on that. And there is no other. So, the Antichrist who is coming is going to be the most prominent figure ever walked the earth only second to Jesus.